All right, welcome to the Cosmic Fire Podcast, brought to you by Cosmic Fire. What episode is this? Episode 38. Dang. It's the August forecast. Dang, bro. It's going to be hot. (laughs) (laughs) Not as hot as Texas. No, Texas hot as ball. (laughs) Okay, I promise that's the last Junior Hillman. um, (laughs) Junior? You got to go work on that slide solo, man. We got to play the back porch stage at the Putnam County Fair coming up. Yeah. I think it's maybe already happening. But you mean for next year? You're going to work on it for next year? It's actually 2024. Oh, is when you guys are going to be playing? Yeah, I'm putting it like way out there. Okay, cool. Don't want to have too much pressure. That's good. You know, (laughs) Junior been kind of like shook up by the COVID and everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like the only thing I could get him to record is that um, commercial for your your uh, download of the month. Oh, like, yeah, a couple months ago, you yeah, did a commercial for us. Yeah, remember <laughs> head on over to Cosmic Fire and I don't remember. dot com. I never listen to our podcast. That's not true. You don't listen to them anymore either. I do too. You do? I listened to the last one with you. I thought you're not editing anymore. Well, I don't have to listen, um, you know, for hours and hours and hours, like in slow motion. Look, I don't want to fight in front of our listeners. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm sorry too, babe. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we can't go there. It's not even cancer season anymore. Yeah, man. It's Leo. Thank God. Dude, you're the greatest. (laughs) I'm talking to myself (laughs) and you. Hey, Leo South Node, I'll soak it up. Dude, Leo, like, you know, Leo's just like, when Leo's in a good mood, it's like, I'm the greatest, but you're the greatest too. We can all be the greatest, man. Yeah. You know, as long as you clap (laughs) when it's time. That sun shines on all of us equally. That's right. The Lord maketh (laughs) it to rain upon both the just and the unjust, as it saith in the Bible. So does Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Leo maketh it sun. Oh, okay. On the just and the unjust. Who makes it rain of all the signs? What would you say? Oh, man. Are we talking like money in the strip club? Oh, no. <laughs> or uh, like are we talking <laughs> rap make it rain or no. just make it rain? Like who brings the bummer vibes? Well, is or rain a really? bummer? Rain yeah, is what makes true. all the crops grow. Yeah. And it it's got to be a water sign, right? Yeah. Is it cancer? Cancer is very nurturing. But also kind of a bummer. It could be Scorpio. <laughs> Did you just say that? Hey, as an astrologer, I can't sign off on that. But I publicly. can as an amateur astrologer. Oh, there you go. I like cancer. I like cancer sun people in general. Yeah. They, I tend to have a lot of friends that are like surprising. It was surprising when I looked at the clients that I really like in my database. And, you know, one of my best friends is a cancer. Also Scorpio rising, though. Yeah. Well, as a Pisces sun, you got that trying thing going on. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Yep. <laughs> but uh, just to be clear, when we're talking about cancer being a big bummer, um, we're not talking about the sign, or we're not talking. We're talking about the sign itself, not people born under that sign. Not because the there's natives. a lot of cool. Yeah. There's also a lot of really just messed up weirdos. Yeah. But let's not get into that. No. Yeah. Ew. We're going to talk about August, where we got the sun in Leo. Yes. We got Venus going into Leo. Yes. We got Mars conjunct Uranus. Yikes. Oh, just starting off the month. <laughs> yep. 
We well, have all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, should we just get into it then? Yeah, let's do it. Stop messing around. Man. Shit talking cancers. Man. <laughs> Cancer, your day is over though. It's Leo time now. <laughs> all right. So we love you, Cancers. Um, we do. Thank you for nurturing everyone. Thank you for raining poor, on everyone. Poor Cancer, man. They're like so sensitive. They're all just like, Cosmic Fire doesn't like me. I'm going to end it. Or they're crying because Cosmic Fire does like them. Ooh, Either way, they're crying. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> the Wait. tears of cancer. Oh, okay, I thought you were, I thought you were stopping the recording. We no, don't do no. that anymore. We do all of our podcasts in one take. Yeah. And I do edit we some, d- too. So, you know, before you, you put out this, there's no editing at all. It's like, Well, yeah, but Kairos used to spend... I don't know, like a good amount of hours just going through and being really perfectionistic about the recordings. And, you know, he still does that with our downloads um, because those are what they call evergreen content. And it is great. It's a great use of your time. But for things like this, it's it's not really, is it? Well, and the other thing is it took us a while to get things dialed in. You know, we had some equipment failure issues. We had some changing over equipment issues. We had some equipment malfunction issues. We We had had some Phoenix doesn't know how to talk on a mic issues. (laughs) We had some (laughs) um, audio engineer retardation issues. Not pointing any (laughs) fingers over here, but um, yeah. And, And so now we got it dialed in. And boom, we can just roll with it. It's awesome. I love that. It's awesome because we can do more. Yeah. You know, it's like our six fans really love hearing from us. (laughs) As many times a month as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the feedback we got from the last podcast, episode 37 was so awesome. You know, people being like, I started laughing 30 seconds into it. And, you know, I felt so much better after I listened to you guys. I felt like I was hanging out with you guys and... Just yeah. felt really nurtured and stuff. So we love that kind of feedback. If you like anything about the podcast, feel free to email us or call us or whatever, you know. Yeah. 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 It's sweet to hear from folks. So we appreciate that. Yeah. So keep those messages coming because after all, it is Leo season and we're just going to be soaking up the praises as much as possible. So that being said, uh, maybe we should shift into this August forecast, talk about some big themes and what we see happening. Let's do it. All right. Do we have time before we have to take a break? Oh, yeah. We got plenty of time. Okay, cool, cool. I think. I, I never know how much we've been rambling. We've only rambled for like six minutes oh, or seven minutes. Damn. We We got so much. We usually ramble up into the first break, I think. You know? This might be a new record. Yeah. Should we keep it going? Getting shit done in Leo season. Bam. Uh I don't know. I think we should just move into big themes. Okay. Big themes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want to go first or should I go first? You go first. Okay. So what I am seeing for big themes for August, um, shifting out of the emotional processing that we've been in, I feel like it's been going on for a few months, but it really ramped up. In cancer season, there was a lot of heart healing happening, um, you know, which we did a download for 
last month, a beautiful heart healing meditation. And so if you're feeling like you're still working out some of that stuff, go check it out. But it really feels like in the last week or so, I've noticed this shift out of that phase and really feeling this um, fiery energy building and this time for action. And when I'm looking at the collective field of at least the folks who are tuned into this podcast and the, the people that we're talking to. Um, I don't know about what's going on with um, the people in the mainstream collective, you know, and I really don't care. Um, but for us, when I read our collective field, I'm seeing a lot come up in the lower chakras. And so this to me says, we need to focus on the physical, the material. So it is this time for putting things into action. And I'm also noticing there's things coming up on the backside of the lower chakras. And this says to me that we need to clear some old patterns that are distracting or drawing our energy in order to, you know, keep taking that next right action. So those are the big themes that I'm seeing, and I'll get into more detail when it is time. Well, I'm excited to hear more about that when it is time. <laughs> we shall make no wine before it's time. That's right. That's right, Phoenix. <laughs> uh, I just, sorry, I just went into a little Stepford wife uh, few. Um, yeah, so August August is interesting astrologically. Um, you know, typically Leo season, it's like, it's the heart of the summer, right? Leo, the heart. Um, and things, I think in the Northern hemisphere, people, things tend to be slow. You know, we want to, we, most of us want to be outside. We want to be in the, at the lake or in under the waterfall or at the beach or, you know, doing whatever it is that you love to do outside. And it tends to be kind of a time where we, I think, become, in general, a little bit less mental and a little more living in the body, you know, and, and ideally from the heart, following a heart, doing what, what we love. August is, um, it kind of comes in, I mean, it comes in with the bang, which is Mars conjunct Uranus. So that happens every couple of years, uh, an exact conjunction between those two. And that's uh, on Monday the 1st, which is probably when this podcast comes out, unless I can get it out tonight. We're recording it on Sunday. But, um, you know, if you listen to this in time, and, and um, I always kind of just say this, uh, that it's in my contract as an astrologer, is don't, you know, redo your wiring in an electrical storm. Pay attention to stuff involving electricity, um, you know, Blunt force trauma, avoid that kind of thing. It, it really with Mars Uranus, it's a, a super enlightenment energy, and it's in Taurus, which is a very physical sign. But um, you, you just want to pay attention because if you're repressing anger, Mars, which Mars in Taurus tends to toward that repression, kind of stubborn, fixed, you know, um, energy, it can be. Uh, it can be kind of a signature for things blowing up. So you just want to avoid that, but it's a really 
noticeable start to the month. You know, it's like something's going to shift with Mars Uranus and it's going to shift suddenly. And that maybe, you know, most of us may experience that more in a collective field kind of way, like watching, wow, you know, that just changed really radically. Um, so that's the start. And I, I want to say just through the full moon on Thursday, the 11th, we have a full moon in Aquarius. And that is, um, that, that one makes a pretty, uh, what should I say? Dynamic T-square aspect between the sun and Leo moon and Aquarius conjunct Saturn and Aquarius very closely and square Mars and Uranus still in range in Taurus. So that one is another kind of explosive, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if some cities are on fire again in the United States or, or just some of the unrest that's been starting to bubble up around the world against, you know, these really restrictive regime regimes and totalitarian leaning, you know, kind of governmental corporate initiatives, the whole inflation economy thing. It, it wouldn't surprise me if that something blows up in the first half of the month building up to that. And then after that, we go into a different vibe. Like there's some really beautiful energy coming in, which I'll talk about in the astrology forecast. But ultimately, you know, it's like, it's like I kind of um, obviously those of you who follow Cosmic Fire and follow my work, I haven't really been doing astrological forecasts for a while, and mostly because it's like I I I don't know, you know, I think we're at a point where it's really all about just being your best self. You know, there's. It's it's funny. I was thinking about something, something that Susan Miller, the astrology zone from New York, uh, New York City astrologer, used to say it all the time. And I was looking at the Venus Jupiter trine, which happens on Thursday the eighteenth, and that's part of that really juicy, good energy that comes in um, after the Aquarius full moon. And I was like, you know, thinking, I just had this flashback of of I used to read her column every month when I was first learning, you know about astrology and um she'd she'd say this is one of the best days of the year this is like a red letter day for you leo and then she'd say the same thing for most of the other signs you know this is one of your best day of the year pisces or whatever and i was just thinking about that and being like wow you know back then i really needed somebody to tell me that there was a reason to be optimistic and hopeful and and then i'd cling on to those great days and it never turned out to be you know it didn't live up to its promise because these are just the kind of cycles of it's the cycles of the seasons as we go through. And it's not usually not that big of a deal, although we can use it intentionally, you know, when there's a good aspect. And I think we should pay attention to when there's a really potentially destructive or destabilizing aspect like that Mars Uranus uh, conjunction. But I can't put that kind of thing out there. Because I don't believe in that worldview anymore, you know, and it's probably great that there are some good astrologers out there who are doing that for people who are in that level of consciousness. But our listeners aren't, you know, I feel like that we've all collectively, you know, our listenership, we, our community has moved into, uh, we're creating, you know, we're not reacting to just the scraps that we, uh, you know, that, that are dropped down from the honey badger on high. <laughs> And these other animals, they just pick up the scraps. <laughs> Thanks, stupid. <laughs> well, I think the reason why I followed your work so closely for so many years is because 
you weren't that kind of newspaper astrologer? Because I would, you know, of course, like growing up, you see these astrology columns in newspapers. And I was like thinking to myself, who is this written for? Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, it always seemed to be talking about things that didn't feel relevant at all to my life. And then like a power mm, lunch or something, you know, right. today's a great day for a power lunch, Capricorn. Or like <laughs> romance this weekend or something, you know, it's like, how do we interpret that into something that could actually be applicable for our lives? And I think you always did that where you would talk about the vibration of the certain energies or planets and then things that that could you know things you could tap into if you wanted to work with the energy like it'd be good for this good for that and then that felt a lot more resonant for me than somebody saying like a great day for business like what yeah. does that even mean <laughs> Susan Miller always used to say, like, don't sign any contracts on this day. I'm like, who signs contracts, like, anytime, you know? <laughs> but it was like, you're signing these contracts, like, every day of the month, but don't sign it on this day. I'm like, okay. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, should we yeah. take a break and then come back in? Yeah. That yeah. sounds good. I mean, I think that was kind of sketched out. Yeah. It's a big picture. I felt sketched out by Man, it. Man, dude. <laughs> sketched out all the time. Fuck. All right, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Phoenix. I want to thank you for listening to the Cosmic Fire podcast, and I also want to tell you about our download of the month for August. Now, if you're listening to this and it isn't August, don't worry because that download is going to be available in our shop at all times, I want to say. <laughs> if that's not true, uh, please don't write me a letter about it. Um, but what I really want to tell you about is this really beautiful piece of music that Kairos put together, and it's called Heartbeats. It is based on the music that he created for the download of the month last month, and that music was so great that he went ahead and developed it further into a track uh, uh, onto itself. So... The reason why I think this is so fantastic and why I encourage everyone to check it out, especially if you are a body worker or you work in a spa or you do energy work or any kind of sessions, maybe yoga, maybe um, maybe you do uh, guided meditations or you do your own meditations at home. You're going to love this track. And as somebody who has done a lot of in-person sessions with clients and was always looking for music that would be um, supportive for the healing environment, but not intrusive or jarring. I mean, let me tell you, it is really, really hard <laughs> to find good music. And if you uh, do session work or you're a a yoga teacher, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so if this is you, if you're interested in this, 
please go to cosmicfire.org slash shop and look for Heartbeats. It's going to be the first in a series of spirit spa music that is designed specifically to support your healing practice, whether that be body work or movement or meditation. You're going to love it. So check out Heartbeats at cosmicfire.org slash shop. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for the kind words there. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. I've had this ongoing inner battle, maybe I should say. I don't know. Just since I was doing my podcast for years and I'd always try to have music on there, you know, and a lot of times I get to the doing the podcast and it's like, okay, got to get the podcast out because it's time. And then I got to make some music, but I don't have any music. And okay, what am I going to, you know, and I've actually ended up creating a lot of pieces of music that I really love that started as a sketch for a podcast. And this one, you know, I just, I knew you wanted me to do some original music and, and I love that true love and care it's just so healing and, and sweet and short and sweet. And um, and then this one, I was just like, there's something here that I really like. And so I've really enjoyed making that piece and also been inspired by, um, by Phoenix as my muse to, you know, it's like that thing about, because I, I don't do in-person, you know, massage sessions or whatever, but that thing about like just healing music that's not either intrusive or really schmaltzy. Yeah, you know, just really sappy and annoying yeah. after a while, and it's. I, I think there's a, a niche there that we're interested in exploring. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like this piece. It came out great. Yeah, it did. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about uh, the astrology, and then we'll get into the the comedy and the psychic <laughs> weather report. <laughs> Dude, people have kept telling us to watch Idiocracy, and we finally watched it, and it was like kind of really jarring and really dumb. It but, was really hard to watch, but there were some funny moments <laughs> in it. So, uh, yeah, if I die, don't take me to St. God's Memorial Hospital, <laughs> whatever you do. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, August, like, what's going on? I mean, we're in this really crazy time. You know, continuing to be. And um, we've been listening a lot to uh, different podcasts with um, Jason at Archaics.com and Brian Stavely, I think. Yeah. Dose of Reality. Yeah. He's all about the Mandela effect. And, yeah. you know, just fun. That, that's our, that's our like, our TV, <laughs> which we don't watch very much of. But, you know, when we feel like sitting down and watching a movie, we'll watch somebody's podcast or something. Yeah. But, um you know, I feel like there's this kind of consensus among certain people that are tuned in that there is going to be a pretty radical shift in the fall. And that makes sense to me because when we first started tuning into the hyperinflation trend um, about a year ago, 15 months ago, maybe, we kept tuning in and we just kept getting the same thing that it's going to be really brutal but it's also going to be short-lived. And that sort of seems hard to credit from where we are right now. But, um, you know, there's got some other people that we respect that are seeing similar things. I think some of the... Okay, so 
all of that kind of stuff is orchestrated, right? It comes from it comes down from the upper management levels of the slave system that we call life on Earth. Um, and there's probably not a whole lot that we can do about it other than, you know, be smart and pay attention and, and react or, or proact as best we can. And also there are, you know, if everybody just accepted everything without, without trying to make things better, if everybody just accepted their slave lot and it's like, oh, well, they're going to put us on a universal basic income and we live in a smart city and we get lots of jabs and everybody gets sick faster and lots of people die, but it's okay because government care for me. Um, if everybody went along with that, we'd already be like in the matrix, you know, we'd already be in these nasty, nasty, slimy encasements where with stuff plugged into us or whatever, maybe we are in, in some level. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people who have been waking up to, um, sort of the reality of the slave system and looking for ways to, how can we live in beauty and in harmony with nature and with other people and with the animals and with the plants. And I feel like there is the possibility for some big unrest in that direction of people saying, Hey, we, we're not going to take this anymore. Let's throw off the, some of the stuff. This is too crazy. You guys pushed it too far. And that's some of that explosive Mars Uranus and then Mars square Saturn on Sunday, the seventh. So again, Mars is in Taurus, the sign of personal earth, you know, so um, my relation, each person's relationship to the physical world and Mars is going to energize that vibration of what Taurus really wants to do is it's willing to work very, very hard as a sign, but it always wants the pleasure payoff, you know, and so Mars and Taurus is going to be the drive to get to that pleasure, to get to the good stuff in life. Mars and Taurus is not going to be happy about you know, I can't buy my favorite food at the store because prices have gone up 600% or whatever, right? So I think that can be fueling a lot of the unrest that I'm seeing, in the, especially in the first half of the month. And I guess my message with that is I do think we're going to get a break, you know, maybe before the end of the year, but coming into next year. Um, so I think there's going to be, whether it's the midterm elections or some more draconian, um, exciting, maybe somewhat terrifying interaction, you know, um, what am I looking for? Intrusion by some kind of the military or, you know, some kind of strong force that comes in and changes things. I do think there's going to be a change, but, um, the first half of the month, Mars, Uranus, Mars square, Saturn, and then that, um, Venus is opposite Pluto on the 8th, so Mars square Saturn on the 7th. So that's a pretty intense week of, you know, challenging aspects. And that Aquarius full moon on the 11th, it really sort of brings back some of that um, Saturn square Uranus energy from last year. Was that 2021 or 2020? Might have been 2020. There's a, anyway, we had like Saturn square Uranus, like hitting three times. I think that was 2021. And, um, so this is like the battle between the forces of control and repression and authoritarianism. And then the more populist forces of like, Hey, let's, let's make it free. Let's, you know, let's open things up. Let's give everybody a chance to participate. 
So I, I definitely see that theme coming back in in the first half of the month. And then I think that's going to break at the full moon in Aquarius, whatever happens there, uh, Thursday the 11th. And then we go into this kind of mellower period. So we've also got Mercury moving into Virgo on Wednesday the 3rd. Mercury will be in Virgo almost till the end of the month through the 25th when Mercury moves in Libra into Libra and gets ready to go retrograde in September. Yay! Um, got a Mercury retrograde coming up to slow everything down a little bit in September. And um, let's see, what else do we have? We've got Venus going into Leo the same day as the Aquarius full moon. So that starts adding to that Leo energy. But Mercury in Virgo is great. Because that's going to kind of just give everybody a sense to get grounded mentally, you know, and focus. And and I think through all of this, right, what we want to be focusing is on is what can I do? What can I control? You know, I don't like that word control right now, but what can I control? I can't control what the economy's doing. I can't control what Biden's doing or what, you know, Putin's doing or whatever. But I can control my own mind and I can be in charge of my mind. I can be the boss of how I'm using my mind. And I think Mercury and Virgo really helps with that. Venus and Leo is a really just upbeat, positive energy. And I see a lot of that positive energy kicking in, in the second half of the month. So we do have, um, the sun opposing Saturn on the 14th, right after Venus moves into Leo. But then we've got Mars trying Pluto on the 14th. That's a really positive, you know, like, hey, we can do anything. We can, if you got to, if Mercury and Virgo's kind of helped you focus on what you want to do, what you want to create, that Mars-Pluto energy also in Earth signs is going to give you the drive and the belief and the and the good feelings that you can actually make that happen. Uh, Mercury trying Uranus on the 16th. So um, also in Earth signs, that's... Um, you know, so we get that Mars trying Pluto and then Mercury trying Uranus and then um, all in the same week from the 13th through the 20th, we've got Venus trying Jupiter in um, Leo and Aries. So that Venus, Jupiter, the two benefics, it's in a fire sign. So spiritual, creative, um, inspirational, you know, passion, vision. And I mean, that's just a really positive energy. Mercury trying Uranus, like mental breakthroughs, you know, ways of ways of focusing our mind that can actually lead to positive outcomes that are actually workable in the real world. So I I feel like that week um, after shortly after the full moon on the 11th, there's a big positive change energy coming in. And, you know, it's kind of like when I look at this month as a whole, it's like, um, we want to kind of just take it as easy as we can in the first half of the month through that Aquarius full moon, you know, don't push too hard, just tune into what's there, tune into what you want to create, start making some small moves, you know, whether it's organizing your office or organizing your thinking or looking through the notes on that thing that you wanted to, to make. And it's a good time to be out in nature, be in your body be doing things in the physical world because that's a good way of grounding out that Uranus, Mars challenging energy. And then we want to be looking at that, especially from, say, the 14th through the 27th when we have a new moon in Virgo. So as we get closer to the 27th, we're going into kind of dark moon territory. We got a couple more harsh aspects 
uh, clicking in, such as Venus square Uranus and um, the Sun square Mars, both on the 26th in the dark moon. So, you know, the couple days leading up to that dark moon are going to be a little dicier, but we've got this 10, 12 day run starting around the 14th where I feel like we can have a great time. You can get a lot done. You can make a lot of progress. And, you know, ultimately, what are we making progress in? What's Leo say? I'm the sun. I got to shine. You know, what What lets me shine? What lets me feel the best that I can feel in a healthy, positive way? That's ultimately what lifts all of the restrictions long term, right? Is we're not going to do it by voting. I mean, we're not going to do it by railing against the political establishment or railing against the bad guys or spending lots of time on social media getting our outrage triggered by whoever is not towing the party line of whatever belief system, whatever little ghetto we've gotten sucked into by, you know, I feel like even with the, the, it's been great that there's all this alternative social media that's arisen to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, but it's all really ends up pushing you in the same place, which is this place of like, I'm outraged because these people don't see the world the same way I do. And now I'm really mad, but there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm just feeding a lot of energy into the social media algorithm so that they can harvest it. And why is my life not getting better? And I feel like, you know, if there's anything I can say about August, it's like, what do you want to do? What does your heart really want to do? Get out there and do it, you know? And you've got this really great period kicking in right in the middle of the month where things you can make progress. You can feel good about where you're going. You can actually see results starting to build up. So let's do it. I love that. That really jives with what I've been seeing um, as far as the uh, opportunities for August as well. Cool. Well, I'd like to hear about that. Should we take a little break first? Yeah. All right. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that was kind of a long ramble. It was really good. Oh, yeah, because I was I was gonna maybe interject with a question, but you were on a roll, and it was great. So I'd, I'd very helpful. So I didn't want to interrupt that flow. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> Man, it was hot as balls up in my head when I was saying that, but I said it all. <laughs> Junior Hillman, Backboard Stage, Cookville, Putnam County Fair, 2024. Don't miss it. Um, All right, we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. Yep. I sat down to my supper, it was a bottle of red whiskey. I said my prayers, I went to bed, it's the last they saw of me. Don't matter me, I beg of you, don't matter me. Please don't murder me When I awoke A dire wolf Six hundred pounds of sin Was grinning at my window All I said was Come on and don't murder me I beg of you Don't murder me Please don't murder me Don't murder me I beg of you Don't murder me Please don't murder me. All right. Thanks for listening to the Cosmic Fire podcast with 
Phoenix. And Kairos. And thank you to Kairos for that musical. Bu- bu- it was a musical music. <laughs> His beautiful musical interlude. <laughs> uh, also known as musical. Yeah, that was a couple of verses from Dire Wolf uh, by Robert Hunter and Jerry Garcia from my favorite Grateful Dead studio album, Working Man's Dead. Beautiful song. <laughs> um, so Phoenix is going to tell us about some psychic weather. Yeah. What we might be expecting to be wrangling with. Yeah, I'll tell you up. what's on the Doppler radar. Oh, man. <laughs> is Doppler a thing anymore? Uh, I think it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, it's like the doubly. <laughs> if you messed up the doubly. It's the doppelganger radar. Yeah, so yeah, let's take it away. All right. Uh, happy to do so. So for the month of August, um, I talked about the big themes, which are shifting out of emotional processing, um, it being a time for action and a time for clearing patterns that distract or draw your energy away from what you'd like to be creating. So let's talk about it in a little bit more detail. It is Lamas, a.k.a. Lusana, Lusana, Lunasa. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. I'm I think like, it's Lufthansa. Lufthansa. <laughs> that's the German Air Force. No, that's the German airline. Lufthansa. The Luftwaffe was the Nazi Air Force, I think. Air Force. <laughs> wow. Okay, yes. Uh, we might need to clear and ground some energy. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Probably our listeners need to do that too. Woo! All right, ma'am. All right, so let's reconnect our grounding channels, our connection to source energy. Yeah, something's getting in there in the old antenna, the old antenna there, eh? I mean, we've been having, we've been clearing so much. It's like we do that all the time, but I think yeah. this is just a nice opportunity for a public service announcement of, <laughs> you know, man, you got to just like you go, you're cruising along, and then all of a sudden shit goes haywire, and you don't know why. Well, there's yeah. definitely a reason why. I mean, where there's so much psychic, collective psychic attack and like the collective despair and yeah. sometimes anger, anxiety, fear yeah. vibes have just been so high for so long. So just a reminder, you know, you can check in and clear that stuff in 30 seconds or less. Yeah. And then you're back on your game. Yeah, just like we did. So you could hear like I started stumbling over my words and feeling a little bit ungrounded. So that's the kind of red flag that you can pay attention to. Like if you're just trucking along, you're in a good mood and then suddenly something just feels off and you feel like you're struggling, that's a great time to just stop what you're doing, just like we did just now, and be like, okay, whatever that is, I'm clearing it, I'm grounded, I'm connected to my higher self, source energy. And really, a lot of times that's all it takes is just sending that shit back to wherever it came from, because 99.9% of the time, it's not even yours. Um, anyway, uh, this... Public service announcement brought to you by Cosmic Fire. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and yeah. mumbling and stumbling. Man, I mean, come on, though. It's like, that's real. 
And, you know, just want to put it out there that it's a real thing we're facing. And it's part of, you know, it's just part of being us at this time is that if you weren't, if you weren't, you know, living as a pioneer and moving into an ascended version of yourself or whatever you want to call it, like moving into your best self, they wouldn't, there would be no reason for the parasites, the matrix to try to drag you back down. Right. Yeah. And it's usually worse when you're first starting to pull yourself out of one particular aspect of the matrix. Um, So each time you do that kind of up-leveling process or break out of a pattern or a habit, you know, it's going to try to corral you back in, but it's really just as simple as, you know, a similar process to what we just did, you know, just being aware that that's what's happening. It's not you. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's you're actually doing something right. And, uh, and so all the shit that doesn't allow you to do that is going to start coming up in your face, but that's good because then you can deal with it. So anyway, it is <laughs> Lamas, a.k.a. High Summer. So we are at the peak of summer energy right now, which started when cancer season began at the summer solstice. And now we're at the peak of that summer energy. And I believe astrologically, um, we're at the exact midpoint of the fixed sign on maybe like the sixth or seventh, somewhere in there. Um, so the these cross quarter days they correspond to when the sun is at the midpoint of the fixed sign. So this fixed sign that we're in now is Leo. When we get to 15 degrees Leo, probably around the 6th or 7th, um, we'll hit that exact midpoint of the summer energy. And then from there, it's all downhill, as they say. But then we'll be kind of coming down off of that peak of the summer energy and heading toward the beginning of fall, which is on um, autumnal equinox, right? So this is it. We are in the high summer um, season right now. And there's an energy here that we can really tap into. You know, people have been uh, celebrating these points in time as the wheel of the year is turning. People celebrate these times and mark these times because there is a significance to them in the cycles of time and um, and in the cycles of our lives and the ebb and flows of energy in our lives. So what is this high summer energy sharing with us? There's something about the abundance, right? Because if you think about the natural cycles, there's so much coming in from the harvest now, right? So much abundance. And you can tap into this, even if you're not, you know, uh, farming or growing your own food, which, why aren't you growing your own food? (laughs) Um, Even if you're not doing that, um, there's this vibe you can tap into of this abundance at this time of the year and feeling that energy, feeling that feeling that you have everything you need 
it's all, you have so much. There's so much abundance in the world. There is enough here for every living being. There is absolutely no lack. That is all artificial bullshit that's uh, constructed. We know why, uh, to control people, right? So feel into this energy of the abundance. You have everything you need from here. You can take whatever your next step is, because that's a big theme for this month, right? The action. You can take that next step from a place of gratitude, from a place of abundance, from a place of being fulfilled and nurtured and cared for, right? We've done all of this work over the last month, processing this emotional energy, you know, and, and if you've listened to our download of the month and you've done the, the true love and care meditation, and maybe that's supported you, but we've done this and now we can have that energy of being fulfilled, having abundance, um, being cared for. Now we can go to the next step, the next action step from a place of love, from a place of abundance, from a place of gratitude, not a place of lack, fear, limitation, separation. We don't want to be creating on that vibration moving forward right? We want to be creating from this vibration of gratitude. So here's a question to tune into. What will you do with this gift that you've been given? You know, that gift of your life, that energy of, of love and appreciation and, you know, the infinite possibility, like, what are you going to do with that? Like, um, you could feel like overwhelmed, like, Oh, I don't know. It's so much. What am I going to do with my life? Or you could look at it. Um, and I look at the tomatoes I've taken out of my garden like that. Sometimes <laughs> I've got piles and piles of tomatoes on my counter. And sometimes I look at it, I go, Oh my God, you know, it's just so much. It's so many tomatoes. What am I going to do with it all? But As soon as I get up and move my body physically toward the tomatoes, I get excited because I think, wow, I could like, I could make a fermented salsa. I could make a fermented ketchup. I could make a beautiful pizza sauce. Like there's so many things I can do with these tomatoes. So this is why the action is so important because if we stay there in that place of just sitting and meditating, and this is something that I just, this is a side note, but I think this is very important. If you spend a lot of time sitting in meditation This would be a great month to not do that, to not sit in meditation, but to move your body forward in time and space toward what you want to create. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with sitting meditations and sometimes it's appropriate um, just for a few minutes to be able to, like we did just now, like take a break, stop, clear the energy, get back in touch with who the fuck you are, what you're here to do. Is that even your thought? You know, send those intrusive thoughts back to the collective, send those entities back to wherever they came from. 
and get clear on what is you and what you want to create, right? So that only takes like a minute, maybe less than a minute, maybe a little bit more if you've got to process some some stuff. But sitting for long periods of time in meditation can be very counterproductive. And this is going to be controversial. And if you're one of those people that likes to sit in meditation for 20 minutes every single day, I you're probably going to push back on this. And that's okay. I don't care. You can get as mad as you want. About it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's going to serve you so much better right now if you just do the thing and you know what the thing is. Okay, rant over. So in this uh, theme of the time for action, take whatever that inspiration is that you have. You know, you already know, you already know all of these things. You already know how to get grounded, how to center. You already know what's you, what's not you. You already know what you want to create. And so you don't need to sit and meditate on it, contemplate it, figure it out. There's nothing to figure out. You already know. So whatever that inspiration is, I don't care if it's making a fermented ketchup. That might sound really insignificant, but I'll tell you what, in that moment when I make that fermented ketchup, it feels like a huge victory because I got off my ass. I got out of a feeling of overwhelm and into the energy of creating something positive. It only feels insignificant until you eat it <laughs> on a hot dog. <laughs> hey, and by the way, if you haven't picked up my book, uh, Hot Dogs, The New Miracle Food, um, make sure to look for that one. <laughs> Thanks, Kairos. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wait, can I just throw something yeah, in yeah. here? Okay. And if you're sitting in meditation for a couple hours a day with the aid of your one hitter or your bong, that's not really meditation, okay? (laughs) Okay. I'm going to take that back because I actually did some of the most productive meditation of my entire life, um, smoking, smoking herb and listening to Sea Change by Beck while lying on the couch unemployed in the carriage house in Detroit that I eventually had to move out of because I didn't stop meditating <laughs> in time. In fact, I probably meditated for about six or months or a year or two longer than I should have. But I, I mean, there are periods where you really need to spend a lot of time internally and not be in motion, you know, to clear out trauma. And if you're clearing yeah. trauma... And not just getting high and thinking about, you know, letting your mind go like, oh, look at that. You know, then that can be valuable. But um, I just want to say from my experience, I spent so many years writing my thoughts down in notebooks, you know, and some of that was really productive. And a lot of it was avoiding making the fermented ketchup because I was afraid it wouldn't be good enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we really learn by doing. So when you are just sitting and processing things, um, that's great. Um, and it it's not really creating anything moving forward. It's just cleaning up all the trauma from the past, which we absolutely need to do. Um, but I think it gets to the point too, when, when 
um, you're just sitting there being open, you could be taking in all kinds of stuff from the collective hive mind that's absolutely chock full of parasites and thoughts that aren't yours, feelings that aren't yours. You know, you add in some some weed or substances, you know, then that makes your field even more open. You know, so it it's not to say that you can't do those things and have them be healing and productive, but I'm really feeling this is a time where we can lean into some energy that's more active and creative and less about that, you know, sitting, meditating kind of energy. All right. So I think you know what I'm saying. I'm going to stop harping on that one. Um, and talk about how we can really lean into this practice of, you know, practicing, actually doing things that might be out of our comfort zone. But before I get into that, should we take a little break? Okay, let's, yeah, let's take, take a little a short break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here pushing buttons. So if, if uh, Phoenix sounded a little disjunctive, it's not because of... <laughs> Um, parasites coming in. It's just because I'm over here just like blindly pushing buttons on my board <laughs> and uh, pushed the wrong button and didn't push the right one. It's my fault. But at least you did something. But I, at least I pushed some <laughs> buttons, man. I wasn't afraid of that ketchup anymore. Dude, I mean, that's such a huge thing. It's just that in and of itself. And, yeah. you know, it's not your fault, right? Because the no. matrix, the whole matrix thing is set up to be like, well, don't try it unless you know you can do it perfectly. You're going to yeah. just look like a fool or you're going to yeah. be disappointed or whatever. I spent so many years that I'd love to have some of that time back to be making stuff. Yeah. Well, look what happens when we're children. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting what the so-called schools do to children. Oh, it's horrible. It's just, you know, giving kids grades, like telling kids, like, if you don't memorize everything perfectly and recite it back to me exactly in the manner I want you to, like, you're a failure and you're going to be ridiculed. And, you know, if you don't wear the right clothes, then people are going to make fun of you. I mean, it's just the whole thing is set up to um, destroy self-esteem. Yeah. Anyway, on that cheerful note, uh, <laughs> should we take a break? We'll take a break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Cosmic Fire Podcast. Hey, this is Kairos. Um, you know, I never used to be very good at uh, asking people to donate to the cause or even buy stuff that I worked really hard to make. And I'm getting over those scruples now. So um, thanks, Joe Biden and uh, friends for driving up all the prices. Every no. Uh, seriously, though, you know, we really value your support and um, money is great. Money's the root of all evil, but we still like it. Um, well, I can't speak for Phoenix, but I love spending money. I mean, I really do. I love <laughs> I just love spending money on stuff that I need and stuff that I want. And you probably do, too. And you really need what we have to offer and you, you want it and you love it. So. You know, if you send us uh, a little gift, we're going to just be so happy. And if you want, we'll even give you a shout out, you know, by your first name, first name, last name, address. We'll just dox you publicly um, as a supporter of our conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> 
or not. I mean, however you want. It's it's just all it's all good. When you send me money, it's all good. I mean, the angels are saying. I don't really believe in angels anymore, but you know, the demons are like crooning, careening, uh, bouncing off the walls, and you know the the celestial spheres are humming. What does that sound like when the celestial spheres are humming and vibrating? Yeah, see, I mean, you just made the universe so happy with your gift of love. So just dial one six nine 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 nine, and operators are standing by to take your hard-earned cash. <laughs> Do you remember those commercials? <laughs> Phoenix and I laugh about that. Like, I just remember like these radio commercials of the televangelists or, or somebody being like, "And that's five nine nine three nine six nine." I lived in uh, I lived in Kentucky for a while when I was a kid. <laughs> Um, in Indiana, you know, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, also just spreading the word, you know, it's like the, the, my son is big into YouTubers right now. And so I hear a lot of, you know, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to jack that like button. Smash it. Smash it. Jack it. <laughs> Crash it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that's helpful for us too. I mean, we're really, we're building a new audience that's not full of new age dupes and, um, uh, I don't know, whoever those people are, wherever the NPCs all went that after they, after they deserted ship. And so you sharing this with uh, like-minded people is really awesome. We love, we really do love getting your emails and texts, you know, telling us what you like. And um, so, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Now back to our regularly scheduled August forecast on the Cosmic Fire Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Hi, Phoenix. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. You're going to talk about some stuff sneaking in the back chakras or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Creeping up from behind. Oh, man. Creeping up on you, creeping, creeping up (laughs) on you. Remember that song? Who was that? I think that was Everlast. Ooh. Remember Everlast? Yeah, I do. If you guys remember Everlast, smash that like button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, especially because we didn't mention Macwell <laughs> creeping up from behind. Well, you know, that's really what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know, I know. You're trying to distract <laughs> there. Distract. Um, yeah, so let's talk about all those little things trying to creep up from behind when we decide it's time to take action and then all of a sudden it's some shit starts coming up, right? Um, so what I was saying before the break is we already know what it is we need to do. Um, we got to take that inspiration, take all those lofty ideas that we have about, you know, making ketchup or whatever it is, um, whatever it is for you, you know, it might be something really that feels really big. It might be something that feels insignificant. I got a special um, lightworker life hack for you, a little tip, and that is that there is no inherent order of difficulty or significance. That's all something created in our minds. Okay, so just know that you wrote that story or you believed that story that somebody else told you that this was hard, this was easy. And you can unbelieve, unsubscribe, delete, destroy, uncreate that story. Anyway, 
So whether it feels insignificant or significant, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, pick something and bring that thing down to earth by taking action on it. So what is the most important thing for now, for today? That's a great question to ask yourself first thing in the morning when, you know, you're kind of getting into your groove, thinking about what you're going to create for the day. And whatever that most important thing is, for me, it's really handy to just do that first. So if you've been listening to um, Kairos and his podcast from before, um, before we started doing Cosmic Fire or even the Cosmic Fire podcast, he's talked about how he dedicated his mornings to playing music because that was the most important thing for him was to play music first thing in the morning. And he committed to that. And as far as I know, it was completely life-changing. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, it totally was. Uh, you know, and I, I realized the days that I, I, because like any practice, right, you you go, um, sometimes, sometimes you're really on it, sometimes you fall off the wagon. But I would notice over the years that, I mean, I've been doing this for several years, and I want to give a shout out to my coach, Lisa, for uh, challenging me, you know, and to do that. But I, I would really notice that the days that I didn't do it, and it doesn't matter whether I feel like I'm playing well, whether I'm enjoying playing what I'm playing, whether I'm practicing scales or playing just playing a song. It does not matter like the quality of the five minutes. I just I committed to playing music five minutes a day at the start of the day. And the days that I don't do it, I'm not as good of a person. You know, sometimes I can let it slide for a day maybe two days, but then I just notice I'm not, I'm not as happy throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for Kairos, he's a musician. Like that's really like the most important thing for him to do is play music. And maybe for you, you're, you feel really passionate about, you know, I really like for me, I wanted to start an herb nursery. I wanted to start a garden. And so that's the first thing I do is I go out and I water plants, I check on the plants. Um, if I wanted to work toward making all my own food, um, which I am also doing, that might be the next thing on my list or the first thing on my list if that's my main focus. But this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. And you'll find that if you just do that one most important thing right off the bat, then you are getting that momentum going and that energy of, I did it, you know, accomplishment, uh, even just five minutes, it puts you in that energy of going from the place of resistance or stagnation to the place of having accomplished it. So it's really important. It's a beautiful practice. And I invite you to try it, even if you're like, well, I'm not a morning person. Um, just try it and see what happens. Whatever that most important thing is for you, and that might change. You know, you might not, it might not be music every morning for, for several years. It might shift and that's okay. Um, the, the 
the main thing right now is I'm just feeling this energy of like, just do it, do something, but do a physical action. And when you go to do that, you're probably going to notice some resistance coming up. So I want to put this on your radar. This is so important to know that resistance is not you. That resistance is not you. Just like I was saying, um, whenever we go to up level, the matrix is going to try to corral us back in, right? So just imagine that, like imagine like you're sitting there, maybe you're drinking a, a cup of coffee in the morning, you're, you're, you're tuning in, maybe you've got your journal, you're tuning into what the most important thing is for you this morning and you know what it is, you're ready to do it. And then suddenly you're not ready to do it. You, you're like, oh, God, you know, that feels really hard or I don't know how to do it or whatever this shit is. That, oh, I really have to email somebody that I forgot to email yesterday. Yeah, the distractions. OK, this is how the entities get us hooked in. All they got and all this whole parasitic system has is distraction. That's really all they have. They're just throwing all of these distractions in our space. Um, all the fear porn in the media, all of the outrage in the media, all of this crap. It's literally just a distraction. That's all they got. They, they don't have anything else. So um, we can know in the moment that that is not us. And this is so key. Once you see this shit, once you see this parasite, once you see this entity, you can't unsee it. And it's not going to have the same power over you. Is it going to distract you again? Yeah, probably. You know, like chances are it's going to get in there here and there, you know, but it's going to get easier and easier and easier for you to just go, oh, what that wasn't that thought that resistance that wasn't me that was some shit that was some collective bullshit oh you know what when i thought about doing the thing that i feel passionate about i just maybe accidentally tapped into this whole collective field of all of these people that are trying to to do the thing and maybe I'm feeling their resistance. You know, could be could be the collective energy, could be the parasite. They're kind of the same thing. Um, it doesn't matter. Just send it back to wherever it came from and then get on with uh, your bad self and, and do the thing. Um, and as soon as you get up out of the chair and start moving toward the thing, that stuff is going to just go up in a puff of smoke. It has, and then you're going to really feel it has no power over you at all. All it's got is this little bullshit of like, oh, wait, look over here. Look at the notifications on your phone. Oh, look at this thing. Look at that. That's all it's got. And, and you, you know, all it, the only power it has is the power it steals from you through distractions. So 
you're going to get really good at this once you start seeing it. Um, so, you know, like I said, you might have to clear a little energy. Here's some tips. You can say, who does that belong to? Whose thought is that? Did I pick up an entity? Um, send that shit back to wherever it came from. You literally just have to say, return from whence you came, <laughs> you know, return to sender, get out of here or whatever, uh, get thee behind me, <laughs> whatever works for you. And then, you know, you might be feeling some like past self trauma coming up around, um, you know, the energy of doing something, the energy of battling resistance, dealing with naysayers and haters and inner critics and all this other bullshit. And you might need to tend to that past self. But what I'm going to invite you to do is just say, hey, okay, past self, I see you and I'm going to come back and give you whatever attention you need, but I need to do this first and just do the thing first and then you can come back and clear the trauma, talk to your inner child or whatever. But the most healing thing you can do right now in the month of August and maybe beyond, because <laughs> you know, um, these things go through cycles. We're going to have another cycle where it's time to just sit and process. This is a cycle of fire. This is a cycle of action. This is a cycle of physical um, embodied action, right? So the most healing thing when you're in a cycle like this is to demonstrate, to demonstrate through your actions what is real and true and good. And that's going to heal that past self. That's going to heal that trauma. That's going to show that inner child what they didn't get the opportunity to witness, you know? So this is going to be a game changer. And um, I hope it's inspiring, you know, as with everything I say, just take whatever resonates and use it, work it, make it yours. Um, and if it doesn't resonate, just forget about it. <laughs> Maybe it's not the right time. Uh, maybe this. Maybe it's a message. Maybe it's a message for somebody else that needed to hear it. So if you didn't need to hear that, don't worry about it. Um, but I, I hope that you try some of these things and see how it works for you. All right. All right. All right. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So I can kind of see how this um, works with the astrology of the month too. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you were saying, you know, maybe the maybe the beginning of the month is more like just taking those baby steps, you know, and it might not it might not feel like you're really doing anything at first. You know? Oh, trust me. <laughs> it's probably going to feel the opposite. I mean, cuz I I know with the music thing, when I I've gone for periods of like a week where I haven't done it, and then when I get back into it, it just feels horrible. Mm. I'm just like, oh, I suck so bad. Why am I even trying to do that? You know, it's like the, yeah. all the parasites and resistance come in because they don't want you to be in action. Yeah. Right. Because you can't, you know, you can create things with your mind, but if you don't take action on it, it's not going to create anything in the physical world. It's not going to actually translate into progress. 
Yeah. And one other thing real quick, um, and I, we're definitely at time here, but um, that thing about just standing up and moving toward it, that's so powerful. You know, and as, as a parent, I saw that with my kids where it's like sometimes you just got to break them out physically pick them up and take them into another room when they're little, you know, and they're just flipping out about something. So often that would be enough to just short circuit the tantrum or the frustration or whatever, where it's just, you know, we see it with our dog. He gets stuck in these loops where he's like, just now I just have to stand up and bark again, but he doesn't even know why he's barking, you know? And then it's like, if you can get distract him, (laughs) the positive distraction, move him out of the, so that thing about moving your body is so powerful. And yeah. for me, sometimes it'll just be stand up. Yeah. You know, like I'll actually hear in my mind, okay, I'll be like, you know, first thing in the morning and it's like, I know I got to go in there and pick up the guitar, but I don't feel like singing. I don't feel like playing. There's not a single song in the world I want to try to play on the guitar, you know, and it's just like the thought of it seems so, and I've been doing this for seven years or something. And I still get these mornings where it's like crushing to try to think of doing that. And it'll just be like, just get up and walk down the hall. And I'll walk down the hall and I'll sit down in my chair and I'll be looking. You know, we're sitting <laughs> in my in my music room right now. My guitar is like I could almost touch it reaching from the chair here hanging on the wall. And it's like that just feels overwhelmingly impossible to overcome that distance. You know, and it's just like, okay, just get up and pick the guitar up and just hold it. And at that point, you know, you've broken through, I've broken through most of the resistance. Sooner or later, my fingers are going to want to play something. And then I've done, you know, sometimes, some days I really only do the five minutes. Yeah. But it's still, it's take that, taking that consistent action is so important. Yeah. And once you get the new pattern going, it's going to feel better, right? So um, at first, you're probably going to feel like this is awkward. This is stupid. I'm a retard. This, you're just flailing or you just suck or you don't know what you're doing or nothing feels, nothing about it feels good. Um, just keep going because um, you're breaking an old pattern and creating a new one. And that's so powerful. So that is really the only thing that matters at first is breaking the old pattern and creating the new one. It's painful, (laughs) frankly. But then once that new pattern gets going, it's going to feel really good. And if you start now, then come that midpoint of the month when we're on the uh, waning side of the moon, you're going to feel just all of that support of the cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. Just in time for um, whatever shit show starts unfolding at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but by then, you know, just think how strong you're going to be after a month of practicing this. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you're, gonna, you're just going to feel better. I mean, I think that's the thing is like, we don't want to be in paralysis. You know, we like as souls, we do not want to be in that paralysis of perfectionism and fear and all of that stuff. And so, you know, one of the biggest lessons to me in in this commitment, this practice that I decided, you know, I agreed to take part in (laughs) is that a lot of times it's the day where I felt so crappy and I felt like I just absolutely suck and I shouldn't even try to play the guitar but then later that day, I'd feel so proud of myself. Once I got through the resistance and a dis, you know, 
I had taken action. And so now I'm in my power, right? I've got power. I'm connected to the heart of the universe to creator because creator takes action. Creator does not just sit there and idly while away the eons <laughs> thinking about like what I could do, right? <laughs> it's just not in the nature of creation to do that. Nature doesn't do that either. Mm -mm. You know, the flower doesn't sit there and be like, well, I don't know if I could bloom, but I mean, all I've got is this, you know, yellow color and I don't know, yellow's kind of like maybe not that cool anymore. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, it just, flowers just do their thing. They just grow flowers and yeah. they're like, hey, here I am, like it or not, you know? <laughs> so, so a lot of times those would be the days when I felt really proud of myself. And then, you know, that, that, that feeling of there's Leo, right? That yeah. positive pride is yeah. just a really beautiful energy. Yeah. That's going to fuel all all the good stuff. Yeah, for real. All right. Well, on that note. On that. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> on that note, um, we'll see you in a couple weeks, probably. Yeah. If uh, not sooner. We broke the pattern of not doing two podcasts a month. We and did. we're back on track for two podcasts a month. Yeah. Feels good. It does. It felt horrible when we first did it, though. No, just kidding. It, was, it actually was pretty it good. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Had, to, yeah I had to break some perfectionism habits over here, though. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you. Um, keep us posted. And uh, hope you have a great first couple of weeks of August. Yeah, and then who cares about the last couple of weeks? The last couple of weeks are just going to be <laughs> awesome anyway, so, yeah. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.